you so much. Thank you. It is good to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. I uh, let me invite you to, if you would, to turn with me to Daniel chapter ten, verses ten and eighteen. Daniel chapter ten, verses ten and eighteen. Uh, Pastor said last week, and I was really honestly going to do this. He said, Jake is going to speak and sing next Wednesday night. I said, well, I'm going to do that. And uh, got my guitar out, and and uh, something's wrong with the bridge and the player, too, as well. But uh, on the third, on the third, uh, Fred, excuse me, the bottom, thank you, uh, the, the bottom string, this G, and, and when you play a D in there or a G, who cares? No. It goes, bang, like it's muted. And I figured if I be, when I was singing, I'll be clinking enough without the guitar clinking. So, but I promise you, Pastor, I owe you one, okay? <laughs> I'd like to talk with you tonight about a touch from God. I tell you, I so many Sundays I leave here, and don't you, you know that you've been touched by God, right? So many times. We daily need that touch from God. It's not something you can go to Walmart and get. It's not something that you can study about in the choir. It's not something that somebody can make you have. But it, to me, it's hard to explain what it is to be touched, to be touched, to be touched by God. And we need this daily, don't we? I guess if I asked what it meant to be touched by God, I might get a, a thousand answers right here, but we can be touched. When I say touched, I'm going to share with you what I feel being touched is. But I'm going to, before I read this, let me kind of set the scene here. And by the way, um, uh, Brother Bobby, about uh, last year, last April or sometime, he was preaching in this area. And matter of fact, Pastor Billy preached this passage about a year ago. Uh, this past January. I'm not going to explain this whole text because that's not my purpose tonight, but I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge this guy if you're speaking that we can really be touched by God. I mean, really touched. In chapter 9 here, Daniel is burdened. You see, they were in Babylon for all those years, and he knew that they were in Babylon because of uh, this it was God's divine discipline, and they had all these curses and all the judgment to happen. And so Daniel goes to God in prayer, and he says, ask God to forgive these people. He says, God, please show favor upon these people. God, they need your touch. They need something to happen in their lives. So Gabriel actually came at this point. Wouldn't that neat? You're praying, and Gabriel comes and say, hey, hey, hey. You know, what about that? Gabriel comes, and Gabriel gives him a vision. Now, I would be elated. However, the vision that he got wasn't what he wanted, what Daniel wanted. So after he gave the vision to Daniel, Daniel was terrified. And he mourned. He prayed for three weeks. And then an angel came and he appeared to Daniel and spoke to him. And Daniel fell in a deep sleep, it tells us in this chapter. And then the angel's hand touched Daniel, and he, Daniel was trembling on his knees. And then the angel spoke to Daniel, 
And Daniel became so weak. But look at, look at verse 10. And behold, a hand touched me and sent me, sent me trembling on my hands and knees. And this began to happen. But look in verse 18. It says this. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. When you see an appearance of an angel, we're talking about God using this messenger. God showing himself doing something powerful through this messenger. This angel touched him, and he strengthened him. Have you ever felt that touch? Wow, Pastor, you shared about these, this beautiful experience, this, her having those hands, that feeling of a touch on the shoulders. That is God. That is God's angel. And that is a great honor and privilege. I want to ask you, what is it like to be touched by God? What is it like? When we talk about being touched by God, and we need this again daily, when we're touched by God, it means that we have it deeply inside ourselves. We have sensed the very presence of the living God. And you know, and I know, it's not some kind of woo uh, emotional type of thing. It's real. And we know that God, His presence is there. And we know when we're touched by God, we have heard the voice of God. Now, I have, only once in my life, have I heard what I felt was the audible voice of God. People say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. Don't understand it, don't understand why, but I'm going to tell you, I never, this is, um, in um, 1999, when I was 13, and you don't need to know how old I was, okay? <laughs> but I was going through a crisis in my life, and I was I was going from, from Palatka over to St. Augustine, and I heard the voice of God say two words, and you know what? That changed my total life. And the words had nothing to do with what... Wow. When we're touched by God, we can hear the very voice of God. When we're touched by God, we have a freshness inside, don't we? A freshness of, of, of God's vision. When God touches us, there's a new joy that, build, that gets in us and just, it just builds up. And sometimes it almost gets to be like a, a volcano. Let it explode, God. Let it explode. That's a touch of God. And there's a spiritual intimacy within us. That nobody can explain. Well, psychologically speaking, it means nothing. Spiritually speaking, it means everything. God has touched us. God is speaking to us. God is moving within us intimately. And we have this conviction about who we really are and who God really is. It just begins to build. And we have a passionate desire to be more like Jesus and to be, uh, do more for him. And I shared with Pastor a few weeks ago, a couple of messages there. I don't know. Every message is tremendous. Thank you, God, for Pastor Bill, Pastor Billy. God is, God is speaking through them. But I told him it was almost like I was almost like an out-of-body experience for me. I just was speechless. Now, that's a miracle. You know. So, But I thought, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the time, the experience. And I'm going to tell you, I floated for three days. I'm serious. I floated for three days. And I, I, it was just amazing. So a touch from God. 
And we need this to do the work of God. Now, when we talk about what it means, the very word touch, the very word to be touched by, again, it means to, that God has actually reached us and touched us spiritually. Maybe we don't have that physical feeling, you know, but God has reached out and he has touched us. He's had contact with us for a purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose can be intimacy with God. It can be touch of strength to go forth and do God's will. It is work, a touch from God, and that's what it requires. When God touches us, we're able to see the love of God. We're able to see and experience the, uh, the purity of God. We can even feel his heartbeat. Isn't that neat? Feeling the heartbeat of God, that's what I want to do. But, you know, a lot of times things just get in the way, don't they? They really do. But this word literally, and I didn't know this until I looked it up the other day, when there's a touch from God upon us, the word urgency is involved in that definition or that meaning. Urgency? It's not like God saying, I'm touching you now. I want you to experience me now. Don't you wait. Don't you wait till you get home. Do it now. Get touched by me now. I have a purpose for you now. If God touches us and challenges us to do something for him, he didn't say, God, let me finish my supper first. Lord, I I love these grits. I really like them. I pay for these. No. Let's do it now. Have you ever just stopped and just left something and gone because you felt the touch of God? That's beautiful. That is beautiful. When I look at the Bible, let me just share a few examples in the Bible and some in church history. Jacob, in Genesis 28, he was there, and, you know, he had this dream, and, of course, the, the, we call it Jacob's ladder and all. And all that went on, and he said this, Surely the Lord was in this place, and I did not know it. And I love it when we sing, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Don't you love that? God is here now. God wants to touch us now. God wants to touch us every day. But he said, surely that. I didn't know it. And in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 and 18, let me tell you what Daniel did. When Daniel prayed, he prayed from brokenness. He was broken over his nation. He was broken over the punishment that was happening. But he never gave up, did he? Daniel was a praying man. Listen, you say, well, Lord, I don't understand what I'm going through. I could tell you about three situations right now I do not understand, and it's not about me. I do not understand why I'm going through this. I don't. I don't. Do you understand why? But Daniel pressed through. He pressed onward. He kept his eyes on God Almighty, and God touched him. I think of what happened when Jesus touched people physically. What happened? Lepers were healed. You know, no, they're not. Put them away. They're going to die. Jesus touched them. And a leper basically has dead tissue, right? That's nothing to God. Jesus, when he touched people, he healed the lepers. He the high fevers, they left. Sight was restored. Hearing was restored. People were made full. Dead people, glory to God, were raised. Now, that's plum good. I mean, you just don't, that just doesn't happen. Now, 
I've shared with you, uh, for about four years, I had a part-time ministry and also worked in a funeral home. I've seen many, many dead bodies and, you know, helped work with them. And, you know, when you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Simply put, I never, thank the Lord, saw one get up. Hallelujah. But I didn't doubt that it couldn't have happened. I knew it could happen. When we're gone, we're gone. And that is it. There's no more physical life. But Jesus said, no, he did what only God can do because he touched them. Now, we look at miracles sometimes as something, that physical touch, and they are miracles. But Pastor shared some miracles that happened a few weeks ago. They, all kinds of miracles were there. When God touched, something is going to happen. And we can be touched every day. And I thank God for that. I look at uh, Paul the Apostle. I wonder what it was like when he got converted. You know, what kind of touch God gave him. John on Patmos. You know God had to touch him to do what he did in that situation. But I want to... Are you familiar with John Wesley? Who was the, the one who basically... He didn't intentionally do this. But it happened at the beginner, the beginning of the Methodist movement. And John Wesley, in all his piosity and all how good he was, brilliant man. But John came to this point one time where at a place called Aldersgate, and he said, I felt my heart strangely warmed. You know, I, I, when, I, when I was in seminary, I, I, was, uh, I was going to a Southern Baptist Seminary up in uh, uh, Louisville, but I did more studying about John Wesley than I did anybody else, you know, because I saw a man after God's own heart because he was touched by God. So Martin Luther, you know, you're familiar with Martin Luther, you know, and the Reformation and all that. Brilliant monk. He got changed. This guy was top-notch. I mean, he was a professor, sharp dude, but this guy was touched by God, and he changed the course of history as far as church because God touched him. Amazing Grace. Oh, we sang that tonight. Uh, the slave ship owner and all this. And he could say, oh, God. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. To save a what? A wretch. He was a wretch. We're wretches. But God touched us. And he changed us. And he, listen, God's grace isn't just when we get saved, is it? God's grace is every day, every minute, every second. God wants to touch us. And I thank you for that. And, uh, oh, my goodness, Rob, you, you did uh, it as well. My soul, I, I was going to mention this. Did you look at my notes? But uh, it is well with my soul. Horatio Spafford. It always makes me sound smart when I can pronounce his name. I'm impressed with me. But Horatio Spafford, when his family went ahead of him across to go over to Great Britain, and he stayed back and was going to go over, and then he lost his daughters at sea. Can you imagine losing a child like that? God touched him. Not to be bitter, not to be this and that, but he, he said, and then as he goes over there, and he came to the place there, of course, uh, approximate place where his children died, he wrote this song, It is well with my soul. Like the sea billows low. Oh, my goodness. Look what he did. He took a bad situation, 
And God did something. God touched him. And I'm going to share this if I can. I think I've shared with you already some of it. When my daughter died three and a half years ago, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's tough. It's tough, Bobby. David, it's hard, you know. But I remember knowing, and, and Pastor was so kind to be there, and so many beautiful people there. Thank you. Uh, we knew that we had to take her off the, off the respirator, Thank God for miracles that people get off that respirator and God can do things. I've seen it happen. But we knew that on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, because she was brain dead, she was gone. God was calling her home. She was a child of God. But I remember when I got out that Friday morning, the day before she died, actually died, when I got out of my car, a beautiful sunshiny day on that Friday, looked up, Beautiful sky. And I just said, God, it's my baby. I said, God, what am I going to do? And I've shared this before, I think, with y'all. He said, trust me. Trust me. I want to tell you, you talk about a touch of comfort. I'm believing God. God touched me that day in a way that I've never been touched. And I trusted Him. I still trust Him today. Do I cry? Oh, yeah. But, you know, we can trust God. We can trust God that He will touch us. He'll pull us through. He'll touch us. And He'll cause that intimacy with Him to be so powerful. Does it take away a situation? No. But praise God, he walks through us, through it with us. I was with a, a patient today. I'm going to call her Granny. Uh, she's in her mid-late 90s, but she would never let me call her anything else. And she is uh, a grandmother of one of our nurses. And I visited her for the past few months. She is so wonderful. So wonderful, she would laugh, make me laugh, and I would tell her, I said, Well, Granny, you made my day. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Well, but today, uh, I, I saw her about 5.30 when I left her and her granddaughter. very close to this woman, you can tell. But this woman is there, and she, uh, if she is alive in two days, I'll be very, very surprised. But I left her there and a granddaughter, minister granddaughter, and the woman is declining very quickly. But I saw something on her face. Peace beyond what we could ever understand. And you know Why? Because God touched her life about 70-some years ago, and he changed her. And every time I went to see her, she would say, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about God, how good he is. And I tell other people about Jesus. Her son died about six months ago at a preacher's funeral. And she talked to me several times about that. She says, you know, I'm going to be with him soon. I said, don't be in any rush. 
She said, oh, it's okay. You know, she was touched by God every day. So it hurts to see people die because you love them. But you know what? They've been touched by God. And she wasn't just touched by God when she got saved. She was touched with God today. You should have seen that peace. It is well with her soul. William Tyndall, he uh, was the one who translated the first English New Testament. And you know, he got persecuted for that. He got persecuted for that. They had all these people against him, and they finally got in there, and they, they were going to take his life. They put, I think it was probably a chain or something or something about his throat, and, and put him there at, at, to burn. And they gave him one last chance to, to, to recant and say, I'll take it back. I won't do that anymore. I'm going to honor the king and all that kind of stuff. They gave him a one last chance to say something. He says, Lord, open the king's eyes. He was touched, facing death. So he died by strangulation, and then they burned him. You see, when we're touched by God, we can face anything, even our own death. Like just a couple more. George Mueller. How many of you know about George Mueller? This guy had orphanages, and he they would, he'd have these kids out at the table getting ready to eat in the cupboard. My granny would say, ain't Mary a thing. And they'd pray. At the door, somebody would bring them something to eat. That man was touched by God. I wish I had that kind of faith. I mean, I don't need a lot of cookies, but when we get low, I get kind of, you know what I'm saying. Especially coffee. But, but you know, George Meadow was a man of God. So what made him like that? Daily, he had faith, and God touched his life. Billy Graham. What's it been now, a month, five weeks now? I said something. At one point, I said, I wish, I wish. Not that I could be another Billy Graham. There's only one of them. But I wish I could have had the opportunity to interview Billy Graham just for a couple of hours and say, Mr. Graham, my brother, would you just tell me a couple of things? I'd like to interview and say, what was your private life like with Jesus? What is the secret? What is your private life like with Jesus? I know what he, he'd be very humble, and he would say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just Billy, the guy from North Carolina, a good state, huh, Pastor? guy from North Carolina who did worldwide things for years and years. This man was touched. What, what caused him to be touched like that? The Spirit of God. When I look at people like Billy Graham, and I'm going to tell you, when I was at Pinal Baptist Church, I was pastor there, or a social pastor there. They got this little white church out there where he went and preached many times. Every time over that four-year period, I went into that little church, which had a, a pump organ, you know. You remember those? I go on there and I could I think, said, Oh God, you put a man here to preach many times. Now I don't I, I'm not taking Billy Graham and putting up on the pedestal, I'm not doing that. 
that he knew how to receive the touch of God. I think we know the secret, don't we? When we're touched by God, we're going to experience purification in our souls. And then we're going to experience humility. And then when we experience the touch of God, what happens is God turns us to himself and away from us. And when God takes us from ourself and brings us toward himself, it brings harmony with us in God. It unifies us in God. And when that happens, we begin to feel that passion of the heart of God. I've heard that heart. I've heard the heart of God beat here, haven't you? I, I, or I, I, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I've seen it. I've heard it. The heartbeat of God pound in this place. I've seen it pound through our pastors. I've seen it pound through our leadership. Glory to God. That's because God touches us. He imparts truth. We desire holiness when we're touched by God. I want to read this. Someone said. God has committed himself to our holiness. I think it was today, Bobby, that uh, Oswald Sanders, uh, yeah, I read this. Now, I say it because Bobby reads it every day. Oswald Sanders says, The free committal of myself to God gives the Holy Spirit the chance to impart to me the holiness of of Jesus. The free committal of myself to God gives the Holy Spirit the chance to impart to me uh, the holiness of Jesus. So that tells me I just need to release myself to Jesus. Let me share just a few things from Isaiah chapter 6 about being touched by God and I'm done. But I want to be touched by God. I want to be touched by God tonight. We don't have to be anybody special to be tested by God. We just need to belong to Him. Amen? He'll do that. It says in Isaiah 6, it says, In the year that Uzziah died, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord. You see, Uzziah was a really he's a great king, and then he messed up. He was punished for it. He died. You see, they were looking for his, him to lead, to lead them, but he died, and now they saw their desperate need. You see, we don't need to depend on anybody else. We just need to depend on God. A desperate need for the presence of God. No other resource will match God's. He is everything. Back in the... Before I was born in the 60s... Let me think. No. I need to stop that. Uh, In the late 60s and early 70s, He's everything to me. Did did you remember that? Let's tell her age now. (laughs) <laughs> kind of a contemporary song. But he is. That's what God is. He is everything to us. It says in that time, Isaiah says in verse 2, I saw the Lord. If I, if you and I can take our eyes off of ourselves, off of our limitations, off of our, all the, around us, and open our eyes to see God, guess what can happen? God will touch us. He says in verse 2, that I saw God high and lifted up. God is high and lifted up, far beyond us, but yet he's near and available through the Holy Spirit. God can touch us, and he will touch us. In verse 5 it says, Isaiah, because of his experience of the presence of God and being touched by God, it says, Woe is me, for I'm undone, 
when we realize our weaknesses and our sins and our unworthiness, and that we can't do anything about our situations or anything, guess what? God is there to cleanse us, to help us, to lift us up. In verse 8 it says, I heard the voice of God. Let me just show you this. I just really feel like if we will just stop, spend time with God, listen to God, listen to God, listen to God. I guarantee you, the Bible guarantees us that He will touch us. And that's why I, I just, the, the words, the lyrics that we sing here on Sunday mornings and, and, and Wednesday evenings, the words of God that comes through the, the, the ministry of, of, of preaching and teaching here, you see, when that happens, and when we hear that, that is God speaking. And God wants to touch us, and He does touch us through that. If we'll yield to God. You know, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, it's a little tough get, not getting here tonight, but I had to really throw some stuff in the trash can emotionally. I was kind of a, I don't know, just had some real pain, emotional pain, because of some things I've seen this week, the people dying. I said, God, hey, that's in your hand. It's not mine. I just need to get rid of those things. I just need to listen to you, God. I need to yield to you. A person said that not yielding, yielding to God. Yielding is healing. Well, that's right. When we have things taking us down or taking us away from the presence of God, that's dysfunctionally spiritual or spiritually dysfunctional. Hold nothing back. The one thing I really, really want to emphasize. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. I don't know about you, but sometimes the Holy Spirit just said, Jakey, shut your mouth. Now, that's just me. I mean, he may not be as plain with you. But yesterday morning, I was so praying and praying. I just, Lord, thank you, God. This, and Lord, I just ask you this. And, and he just says, shh. Really silently. Shut your mouth. I began listening, and I, I, right there on the right side of my desk, right there. Oh, it was so wonderful. I felt the touch of God. And I want to say, God, was I in your way? <laughs> I did because I knew it was. Our words can get in the way. We need to be still and let Jesus rub off on us. person said the best way to act is, is talk a great, if we want to act the way we ought to act, then we need to talk a great deal with the Lord and listen to Him. This, these words I'm going to say, is not exactly at the touch of God, but, but he, he did indicate this. He said, when we have the touch of God, He said this, it's irresistible. It's indisputable. It's invincible. It's irreversible. It's indispensable. And it's incomparable. Amen. That's the touch of God. So I ask you tonight. Maybe you need another extra special touch from God tonight. I don't know. Maybe you just want to sense His quiet presence. 
Do you want a touch from God tonight? It's been between you and him, me and him, us and him. Bad English, but good point. I want God to touch you and me tonight. To sense his presence, there's nothing like his touch. And Pastor, I'm going to ask you to come. I'm going to have prayer, and then I'm going to let you have this. Sir, Pastor, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you touch us. And Father, I, to be touched by you is to sense such a mighty, sweet spirit. A wonderfully sweet and intimate experience of you and who you are. And Father, I want to ask you to touch us tonight, tomorrow, and all the days ahead. But Father, help us to be willing to take the time to let you touch us. Because we love you, because you love us. And Father, we give you the glory. And to do that, Father, to do that, Father... We just need to get rid of everything and let you take over. And we invite you to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.